0: Welcome to this edition of Community Matters Podcast, where we discuss issues important to managing and governing condos, cooperatives, and homeowner associations. My name is Tony Campisi, Executive Director of Community Associations Institutes Pennsylvania and Delaware Valley Chapter. Today's topic is invasive pests, specifically the emerald ash borer. You may have read about this or heard about it on the news recently, and it is an invasive pest that attacks ash trees and in fact is killing ash trees at an alarming rate. We'll cover this topic in today's episode of Community Matters, including where the emerald ash borer came from and what you can do to help save any ash trees that may be in your community or on your own property. My guest today is Rick Close, Senior Consulting Arborist with the Davy Tree Expert Company. Davy was founded in 1880 and has been employee owned since 1979. Rick, thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Tony.
0: So as I noted in the introduction, we've heard a lot about emerald ash borer uh, in the last five years or so. Can you just briefly tell us what this is all about?
1: Sure, it's, a, uh, it's, it's one of many invasive insects that we're seeing uh, reach the United States. This particular boring insect, it's a, uh, it's a small insect, is originating from China. Uh, they first discovered it in 2002 in uh, Michigan. It came in on uh, wooden uh, packing crates from uh, from Asia via the Great Lakes, and it was probably present for uh, a number of years and killing ash trees before it was finally discovered that this was an invasive species that had never been seen uh, in the United States before.
0: In a in a previous uh, interview, we had talked about the spotted lanternfly, which seems like a more recent phenomenon than emerald ash borer. Um, and we've been talking about hearing about emerald ash borer for a lot longer than the spotted lanternfly. So, uh, since we've we've been attacking this problem, it seems like for a longer period of time. Are they still spreading?
1: Yes, the emerald ash borer uh, is a is a extremely destructive insect. That attacks only ash trees. And we have three main species of ash trees in the United States. There's green, white, and black. And they it has spread from its original sighting in Michigan to thirty-five states now at this point, which is covering a huge area of the United States, even into Denver, Colorado now. And it's it continues to spread and it's killed probably a hundred million ash trees in both forested situations and in urban situations. And uh, it, it's here in uh, Pennsylvania. It's been here for a number of years and certain areas are more hard hit than others. It, it's, it's heavily into New Jersey now as well and it will continue to spread as long as um, uh, there's ash trees for it to feed on.
0: It's a significant number of trees that it's killed. How how do we spot the emerald ash borer? Since it's a boring insect, can, can we spot them uh, on
1: trees? It it would be for the average person it would be extremely difficult to spot these. These are small, tiny flying insects, maybe the size of a of, uh, the length of a of a dime, and uh, much more narrow, of course. So, and the larvae, the the part of the life cycle that actually do the destruction are feeding inside of trees so you never see them uh, it's it's not something that you can actually see the insect maybe the uh, spotted lanternfly would be a good uh, counter example where that that is quite obvious because they're so large these pests it's more the symptoms on the ash trees that give away their presence and that's and once you start to see symptoms of dieback of the upper branches on an ash tree then you know you can feel relatively assured that you have an infestation going on.
0: So these, these insects, they only kill ash trees. Um, and, and can you tell us, uh, how do people even know if they have ash trees?
1: Well, ash trees are a huge component of our natural forests. It could be uh, 10% of our, of our forests in, in North America, New Jersey, it's, it's almost 20% they estimate for uh, for um, those of us that live in urban areas ash trees both the white and the green have been extremely popular landscape trees for the last 25 or 30 years or even more and and they are planted in almost every community so it's to determine if you have ash trees uh, you can do one of two things. You can go online and search uh, Google images which has lots of photographs of ash trees or you can call a certified arborist uh, to come out and inspect your, your trees and, and that person, uh, he or she could tell you quite quickly whether you have ash trees. The leaves are not anything uh, that would stand out as a, an interesting shape. They, they just look like regular lance-shaped leaves so which aren't which aren't really a, uh, a good indicator for the average person that doesn't look at tree leaves every day. They're not
0: unique, yeah. No, right, right. right. Uh, so how does a tiny insect like the
1: emerald ash borer kill such a big tree? Well they they are a their name is borer which means they bore into the trunk of the tree. Uh, the adults lay their eggs in the crevices in the trunks of trees or on large branches. When the eggs hatch, the larvae, which look like tiny little maggots or worms, they turn and feed, they, they bore into the tree, into the uh, inside of the bark, into the area where the water flows, um, where, the, where the food is being transported uh, and the water is flowing. And they feed in that wood area underneath the bark and by so doing, they're cutting off the flow of food that is being produced by the tree leaves and water uh, that is being brought up from the roots. When you cut off, when you cut off that, that flow, you're basically starving the tree or uh, uh, cutting off the water supply. And it's only a matter of time when the, the branches begin, the leaves wilt and uh, the branches begin to die and many times you, you see this happening from the top of the tree down it, it, it begins to die back from the top of the tree.
0: How quickly, uh, and this maybe this varies on the size of the tree maybe, but how quickly uh, will the tree stop start to die off once it's been in, infected?
1: It could be. Uh, it does depend on the health of the tree. They, they they can the trees can try to put up their own natural defenses, chemical defenses, uh, and um, the overall health of the tree is is a big governing point. But it could be a very short amount of time for trees that are that are not in very good condition. Maybe a year or two at the most. You'll begin to see dieback, and uh, and they're quickly be, uh, end up being um, overcome by the attack of, the, of these larvae underneath the bark and the tree dies.
0: So what else could, other than the, uh, the, uh, the borer, what other problems or disease would cause it, an ash tree to be weak and more susceptible to being killed off by the, by the borers?
1: Ash trees in general have had some issues over the years. One of the one of the ones that most people might be familiar with, if they have ash trees, is uh, ash anthracnose, which is a which is a fungus disease that attacks the trees year after year as the new leaves come out. The symptoms are the leaves uh, curl and turn brown in in bad years. If we have wet springs, uh, humid, uh, cool springs, that that makes it worse, the leaves drop uh, prematurely and that stresses the tree because each year the tree has to work to put out new leaves from its stored carbohydrates. When it loses its leaves, those that loses the power to produce new food for it to overwinter and start up the following year. So it sets up a chronic stress situation where the tree becomes uh, susceptible to secondary issues, kind of like uh, people who may go into the hospital for surgery and are in a weakened state and contract pneumonia while they're in the hospital. So let,
0: let's talk specific to a community association you know they've determined they have trees on their property a significant number of them maybe and it, and it, and it uh, you know adds to the character and appearance of the community and they want to save these trees from being killed off by these insects, what do they do? How can they treat the trees Uh, and what's the cost of that?
1: They definitely can treat the trees. The the decision needs to be made that the trees are significant factors to save because it's a long-term process that has to be undertaken. If the trees have been identified as being ash trees and are still in good health, which it, it's important that they're still in good health, preventive treatments can be done on a, uh, an at every other year basis. Uh, the USDA and uh, university studies have shown that a specific type of insecticide, uh, which is applied once every other year, has uh, very good results in preventing uh, infestations of the ash trees. The important thing is that it has to be repeated every other year and it could go on for uh, 10, 12 years or more, um, which would be like five or six treatments depending on the the levels of the emerald ash borer in the general geographic area. So if 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 the ash borer kills off all the other unprotected ash trees in, in uh, the geographic area, then um, the protected trees will continue to survive and do well and maybe eventually then the treatments can stop.
0: So you're saying you, you may need to treat your trees for almost a dozen years or more uh, and, and at that point you could possibly stop treatment because the insect has moved on? Because there's nothing else for them to feed on? Right. Or and or we've developed a, a, a way to kill them permanently?
1: Yes, I mean there's, there's uh, Time will tell what happens. Uh, uh, the the federal government and the state governments uh, will will be monitoring this, and they will be the the, the best source for determining whether uh, the the problem has been uh, reduced enough so that we're not we're not concerned anymore. It probably will exist to limited degrees uh, indefinitely, but it's it's certainly a um, a valuable. Um, a valuable approach to try to save these trees because the pest will probably uh, be much of a less of a factor in, in a dozen years. The Midwest has lost so many millions of trees, uh, but the protected trees uh, continue to uh, they, it's proven that they continue to survive.
0: Let me ask you about treatment again. Um, is there a particular time of year that's better for treating ash trees?
1: The treatments that are recommended are uh, require that the trees be in full leaf. In other words, that they've they've put out new leaves in the spring, and they are that they're fully functioning, and which means that they're bringing water up from the soil uh, through the tree to the leaves. The treatments require that type of water flow because uh, there's uh, the insecticide when it's injected goes up through the water flow and fills the entire canopy with the insecticide. There's uh, three types of treatments that are the most popular. There's the soil uh, injection or soil drench of an insecticide, which goes into the soil and is taken up by the roots. A second one is the uh, trunk injection, which has found to be the preferred method to have quick results and um, that involves drilling holes, uh, small holes in the tree and injecting um, the insecticide into the trunk where again it's taken up by the water column uh, coming from the, from the bottom of the tree. The third approach which can be done at a specific time when the adults uh, may be present is a trunk spray where it, it, it will also uh, be uh, absorbed into the trunk and taken into the tree. But it's, the key is the trees have to be green and growing well. Uh, at, in the fall, when the leaves start to change, that means the, the water is not, being, not flowing up as much and it, it, it's probably best to wait until the following year for an, another treatment.
0: You mentioned at the outset of the conversation that uh, something like 100 million ash trees had probably been killed off by this pest. Um, what is the long-term outlook? Is the, this is, con- is 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 the is the pest continuing to spread? Have we contained it? Um, you know, what's what what's the long-term uh, outlook here?
1: It appears that uh, it's it's continuing to spread, as long as there's ash trees. Um, 35 states is a huge number of states now that it's spread to And when only a few years ago. It might have been maybe 20 or 25 states at the most. Um, the long-term uh, hope is that uh, the USDA and research uh, universities are going to develop parasitic uh, wasps that they found in China that do feed on the emerald ash borer. And they have brought them over and they, they've been releasing them. They've been growing these... These wasps are not dangerous to humans. They 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 prey on the uh, either the the larvae inside the bark of the of the tree or the the egg masses, uh, and uh, they're they love the emerald ash borer. If if that can be developed to be, become an effective uh, biological approach, then. We can probably begin to control that uh, this this spread and the the destruction. Our natural forests are are the big problem because we can't go in and treat each tree, uh, and therefore they're open and totally susceptible to being killed. And that's where these uh, parasitic wasps can be uh, of help. They can be helped. They can also be of help here in uh, urban areas, but. Um, preventive treatments are are probably the preferred approach for the long-term here for uh, for us
0: I want to ask a question about the wasps you just mentioned because that in itself is an invasive
1: pest is it not (laughs) that's absolutely true and that's something they they uh, worry about what what else could this could introducing these parasitic wasps what could it do to uh, other Insects that it may want to prey on when it, when now that it's in a new country in the United States, the research that they've done to date has shown that for the most part, they they prefer strongly prefer the emerald ash borer um, insect it, or its egg masses over any other native. But we've had episodes in this country of bringing in uh, plants or other insects to try to control situations that have gotten out of control and become, they become a real issue themselves. The, the
0: law of unintended consequences. Yes. Well, Rick, I want to thank you for joining me today for this uh, podcast, and if you'd like more information on services provided by the Davy Tree Expert Company, please check out their website at www.davy.com. that's d-a-v-e-y.com. You can find local contact information on their website as well as in the CAI member directory. For more resources and best practices on managing and governing your condominium, cooperative, or homeowners association, please contact CAI or visit our website at www.cai-padelval.org. Thank you for listening.